Hi, my name is Eric Ludi, and you're listening to my Ask Eric podcast. Thanks for joining me. Let's get down to the business of talking about truth. Whatever happened to biblical restitution? It's funny, Nathan and I were just joking about the fact that uh, this question brings up one uh, key follow-up question for many people in Christianity today, and that is, what is restitution? But that's my whole point. You see, the fact that this word is so foreign shows us that we're missing a very, very key ingredient to functional Christianity. You see, restitution is the concept of making something right. So uh, I oftentimes use a hose uh, as an illustration for this, but if you connect your hose to the spigot and you're trying to water your flowers and no water is coming out, after you've turned the water on, you, you go over there like, what's wrong with this thing? And you have a, a kink or a, a twist in the, the hose, what would be the wise thing to do? And it's pretty obvious to all of us. We'd get the kink out, right? And that's restitution in a simple way. It's, it's making something that is wrong right. So in Christianity, when we come to Christ, there is a need to find a restoration of key things in our life that are out of balance and are disturbed because of the sin that we've walked in. For instance, if I've told lies, I should tell the truth instead. I need to make restitution. If I've stolen, what do I need to do? I need to pay back with interest. And this is the classic understanding of what biblical restitution is. And oftentimes, we just sort of glaze that over. It's like, oh, we'll just seek forgiveness from God, which is true. God forgives, but he also wants to make right. He wants to get kinks out of hoses. And many of us have a hose in our life that is connected to the grace of God, but for whatever reason, we're not getting much out of the hose. So it's like, why is my life so weak? Why is my life so feeble? Well, oftentimes it's because you have kinks in there. I'm releasing a sermon this weekend, which is called Removing the Kinks, which is on this exact concept of biblical restitution. And I went through this process when I was uh, first becoming a Christian. I guess technically I could say I first became a Christian when I was five, but when I first became something of a vibrant Christian when I was 18, and I remember coming home and I was at home and God was really working in my soul. And I felt like I should spend a day with him just with a piece of paper and a, and a pencil and write down everything the spirit of God brought up. If there are any blockages in my life, God, I want to make them right. And oh, what a day it was. It was a difficult day, but what happened as a result was so freeing in my life. There were just things that I needed to restore. I needed to make right. There were kinks in my hose that were hindering the flow of grace. So 1 Peter 5, 5 uh, references this. God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. So there's this hose, and the way that this grace comes through this hose into our life is through humility. Pride is the blocker. So oftentimes when we think of something that we did wrong, I mean, you could just think of about this in your life even lately. You, you are convicted by the Holy Spirit that you're, you have a bad attitude, you have a bad tone of voice, you've mistreated someone, but your pride will oftentimes hinder you from making it right. But when you allow humility to flow through you, it corrects the wrong and it restores healthy flow of grace. Many of us have this buildup over our life of things that were never made right, kinks that are still in the hose that are actually blocking the flow of grace. If we would allow the Holy Spirit to introduce us, to touch these things, it's not because he doesn't forgive us, but it's because he loves us and wants to restore us. So I would look at restitution as the off-overlooked step in the unkinking of the grace pipeline. So there's grace that needs to be had, but there's 
five key things that need to be worked in us that oftentimes we skip over or don't even recognize are needed. I'm going to call the first one humble understanding. Humble understanding in a simple way of describing would be, I get it. I really hurt you, didn't I? And I tell you what, so many husbands need to grasp humble understanding. It would save marriages. I get it, says the husband. I really hurt you, didn't I? So many husbands say, just forgive me. The Bible says you need to forgive me. But they don't get it. And they don't get that they hurt someone. And that's the same with all of us. We need to get it. We need to allow the Spirit of God to bring it to us. I really did sin. The second is that humble understanding is bringing about a godly sorrow. There's a difference between an earthly sorrow. It's like, I'm caught. Oh, I have to go to jail. Oh, and a godly sorrow, which is, I can't believe I did that. I genuinely feel terrible about it. You see, that's what God works through us. It's not to condemn us. It's actually to rescue us because what that, what godly sorrow leads to is repentance where we say no more. I'm not going to do this thing again. I'm done with it. And so that's the process that the spirit of God will bring about. And what happens then is what we could call confession. This would be like a fourth step. Confession, where you actually begin to ally with the kingdom of heaven and say, you know what? This was wrong. That What God says is right. What I did was wrong. I did this terrible thing to you, and I want to acknowledge that I believe it was wrong. And it, it, it uses this tongue where we now, with this tongue we hurt, now with this tongue we bring life. We bring correction, which leads to restitution. What do I need to do in order to make this wrong right. The answer to that is different every time. Sometimes it really is just coming before God and seeking his forgiveness. That's it. It's done. But sometimes there's an extra layer where God says, could you make that right? Could you go to your parents and say, look, mom and dad, I lied to you and make that right. I had to go back. I cheated on tests in school. Oh boy. I had girlfriends that I had to deal with in the past. I had my parents that I had to humble myself before. And look, I snuck out of the house. I did, And I had things that God was saying, let's make this practically right. You see, in Christianity, this is just simply called humbling yourself. To humble yourself means to come in right agreement with the truth. And even if you look terrible in the process, it's funny. But in Christianity, when we see someone humble themselves, we actually look at them as strong. To us as Christians, humility is strength. So I know what you think in your mind. Oh, I don't want to look like that. I'm going to look so bad. But actually, in the kingdom of heaven, this is grace at work. So James 4.10 says, Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he will lift you up. The secret to greater strength, to God lifting us up, is humility. When we humble ourselves and we walk through this process of agreeing with God, getting the kinks out, it's amazing, but that's where we find the strength in our life. God's blessings. Ask Eric was brought to you by the creative team at BraveheartedChristian.com, offering short films, books, articles, sermons, and yes, even podcasts like this one to build you strong in the person of Jesus Christ. At Bravehearted Christian, the agenda is to bring back the stuff of old. You know, the sort of Christianity that is lived out with the gusto of heaven is rarely politically and or socially correct and actually and practically works. Visit BraveheartedChristian.com or EricLudy.com to learn more about, yours truly, the loud mouth behind the microphone. If you would like to submit a question for me to consider on this podcast, please feel free to do so from our podcast homepage. Until next time, rock a sock.